0: Hi, this is Jen McCarran, and I haven't done a podcast in four weeks, but now I'm back. And I had a dream about reading the Yoga Sutras last night, so I opened up my book. Um, it's the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, translated and commented on by Swami Satchitananda. And it I should say that um, this isn't things that he wrote, but it's collected a uh, transcription of lectures by him, and based on what it says in the introduction, it sounds like he made these lectures probably between the 70s and 80s um, at one place or another, and that they were collected. So um, the Yoga Sutra that I'm going to comment on today is from book two, the portion on practicing uh, the Eight Limb Path number 33, and it has to do with negative thoughts, and instead of butchering the Sanskrit sutra, I'll read the translation in English. It says, when disturbed by negative thoughts, opposite ones should be thought of. This is Pradipaksha Bhavana, and Swami Satchitananda has a commentary about this, and he says, here, Patanjali, the author of the Yoga Sutras or authors, gives us a very nice clue on how to control the mind and obstruct those thoughts we don't want. The best way, he says, is to invite opposite thoughts. If the thought of hatred is in the mind, we can try to bring in the thought of love. If we can't do that, we can at least go to the people we love and, in their presence, forget the hatred. So although the hatred comes to the surface, we can keep it from coming out or staying long by changing the environment. Sometimes we see this work between married partners. When sparks fly between them, if their little one crawls up to them, what will happen? Those of us who have had this experience will immediately know. The sparks instantly cool down. Either the mother or father picks up the child and hugs him. That's because they both love the baby. In the form of the child, love comes in and the anger or hatred is immediately banished. We can create a positive atmosphere by looking at a holy picture, by reading an inspiring book, by meeting with a special person, or simply by leaving the disturbing environment. This is a very practical point. It is very difficult to control negative thoughts while staying in a negative environment unless we have extraordinary strength. The easiest way is to change the environment. For example, if you begin to fight with your mate even before your anger comes out, Run to your baby's room and look at your sleeping child. You will forget all the anger and avoid many a divorce. At least for that reason, have a youngster at home. That, I don't know about that advice at all. Or go into your shrine room, sit in front of the altar and read a nice book. Or travel to the country, look at the open sea. Anything, as long as you change the environment. In that way, we create the opposite thought. Another way to control negative thoughts even before the thought overpowers us is to think of its after effect. Stop and consider what will happen if I allow this thought to continue. I'll lose my friends. If that other person is strong, she may not even be affected at all. She might just laugh at me and go away. But even before the other person is affected by my anger, I will be affected. I'll shake up my nerves. My blood will boil. Uh, so that's Swami Satchitananda's commentary on this Sutra. And I think this is uh, good advice in general, but it seems to me a little superficial or even quaint. Um, let me describe a experience I had over the weekend, and I was actually doing this um, before I read it. So what happened was I, I woke up on Saturday morning feeling a lot like, I just don't want to get out of bed, I have nothing to look forward to, I'm very um, frustrated and depressed and just feeling overwhelmed by obstacles that are standing in the way of my work right now. And uh, I did my best to replace that with thoughts of, um, well, these obstacles probably aren't as big as I make them out to be, that's usually true for me, and, you know, there is a lot to look forward to, here are some fun things you could do this weekend, now hop on out of bed and get to it. So, um, Saturday I spent a nice day having a, a picnic and going to a dance class with my friend, and I've never done that before, I've never gone to a dance class with a friend before just for the sake of having fun, and it was really fun, I really enjoyed it. And Sunday, um, I went hiking with my husband and we went to a festival in the city and that was also very fun. And um, so Monday this morning, I don't know, yesterday morning, I I woke up again and and I was still feeling very much like, oh gosh, I'm still so overwhelmed by um, my obstacles and I'm feeling very frustrated. And, okay, I'll just go to this yoga class. I'm going to go to a a new yoga class that I've never been to before." And I just couldn't push away this feeling of, I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm unhappy, I'm feeling just down and overwhelmed. And even after this whole weekend of doing fun things and kind of telling myself that everything was okay. I never really was able to um, have relief from this emotion and feeling and thought. And the only way that relief came was when eventually everything boiled up so much for me that I was making like nasty snippy comments to my husband and he called me out and said why are you being so mean to me? I didn't do anything. And I had to like listen and be like oh well it really doesn't have anything to do with you actually. I'm just really frustrated overall at everything and it's boiling over and kind of like a a pinched off hose, like you're the only opening, you're the only point of contact with the world right now and so it's all coming out at you. Um, And I don't think that's an uncommon experience for people. And that was the thing, that short conversation was what gave me some relief from the feelings of frustration. I felt really tired. I felt exhausted and worn out because I'd been carrying around and sort of wrestling with this emotion for um, almost three days at that point. But that's that's what kind of helped me, and so it was sort of the opposite of what um, Patan or what uh, Sachinanda's advice was. I changed my environment. Um, I tried to bring in things that were fun and happy for me, and that gave like a temporary relief from the feeling and the and the thought of, I'm so frustrated and there's so many obstacles for me, but it all st- it stayed around underneath, and it kind of boiled over, and it wasn't until I acknowledged it and accepted it that I found any relief, so I found uh, Sachi commentary a little frustrating in that sense. Um, and I think you know maybe I've missed something. Maybe he's given instructions for how to put yourself in a position where, when you're really down about something, bringing in an opposite can just be very helpful. But I, it just seems very, very difficult to me. It's it's like too. It seems too um, too big of a turnaround. And in fact, this this last bit he has to say about another way to control negative thoughts even before the thought overpowers us, is to think of the after effects. stop and consider what what will happen if I allow this thought to continue. I'm not sure if he means what if I do what this thought is um, suggesting or inferring and kind of go to this person and get mad at her, I I think that's what he's saying. And I find that when I do that, I, I find myself in an even deeper hole of, you know, if I allow a thought to continue, you know I'm so frustrated with my work. There's so many obstacles. Um, I won't find. I won't be able to find a job that is suitable for me. Uh, I won't have any money. I'll lose my sense of identity. I'll become very um, angry and disgusting, and no one will want to be around me. And there's nothing I can do about it because there's so many obstacles. So I might as well just, again, accept it at the end of all of that trash. So. I don't think entertaining a negative thought in that sense is helpful, at least not for me. Um, So something that I found that does work to kind of change direction is something I read in Mama Gina's book of womanly arts. And she says when we have an emotion or a thought come up, negative or positive, to accept it, and the mantra, her mantra that goes along with it is, "I am feeling blank," and that is a right way to feel. So for me, it would be an example of, "I am feeling frustrated," and that is a right way to feel. And I like that um, because it gives some space. And I'm certainly not well read in Taoist tradition, but from what I've learned of it by studying Yin Yoga, is that instead of pushing things that are negative away, instead of resisting, um, you know, applying the opposite is indeed uh, called for, but to also give it space and, ex- and acceptance. So Mama Gina's mantra of I am feeling blank and that is the right way to feel, calls in all these elements without having to kind of slash and burn some part of our experience. So someone might, you know, listen to me saying I'm frustrated and then taking into account my experiences of the past and the situation that I'm in, be able to say, ah, I can see why you're frustrated. Um, in the past, this has happened when situations like X or Y occurred, and your frustration is coming from a place of actual experience and knowledge. And, and yeah, that's a, that makes sense for you to feel frustrated about those things. Um, so that approach kind of validates not only a reaction, but it validates an entire experience and it doesn't say i have to continue to be um frustrated and it doesn't say i have to get rid of this frustration now it's just a simple acceptance um, whereas satchitananda's um, recommendation requires a lot more effort And I do agree with it in the sense that when you're having negative thoughts, if you run around and go and do something fun, sure you'll forget your negative thought, but I have a suspicion that it'll come slinking back. Um, So I just, I have to take issue with his commentary on this sutra. I believe that the opposite is called for, but also acceptance um, needs to happen in order to really kind of have quote-unquote, control over whatever emotion you're having in order to not let it possess you. Um, you kind of have to possess it to accept it. And finally, I wanted to ask for anyone who listens, or might listen to this, who has children, Swami Satchitananda's commentary about when, you know, when uh, you're, there's fighting between partners, if your child comes in, does this uh, instantly cool you down? I could see it happening. Um, but I could also see a situation where, you know, the kid comes in and everyone calms down a little bit, but someone walks away still feeling a little bit pissed off. And I don't know, is that the experience that people have? Um, I don't have a child, obviously, so I don't know, but I'm just interested interested to see what other people have to say. And I'd like to know how other people deal with their negative thoughts, um, in particular people who at times feel overwhelmed by their negative thoughts because we're the ones, people who are overwhelmed by negative thoughts are the ones who have to kind of have the most guerrilla tactics, um, so changing your environment, just looking at a peaceful scene might not cut it for you, so what do you do as, as a person who needs to be functional in this sense, so, um, Yeah. That's my question for for this week, and I hope that some people have input on it. Thanks. Namaste.